All right now, you're listening to the Real Texas Radio Podcast. I'm your host, Bronin, just a fed-up taxpayer, bringing you all of your Texas local and national news. Welcome to the Real Texas Radio Podcast. I am Bronin, your host. Thank you for tuning into another episode, or if you're joining the program for the first time, 1,000 welcomes. Today, I am going to be talking about a story. This actually occurred last year during the Houston mayoral race between longtime Houston Congresswoman Sheila Jackson Lee and the current new mayor of Houston, Mayor Whitmire, who was in the Texas legislature for a long time, a a Democrat state senator. Well, last year during the election, some leaked audio of Sheila Jackson Lee berating staffers. It sounded like in a car. They were traveling in a vehicle. Sheila Jackson Lee berated these staffers over some dispute about a calendar, something like that. And Sheila Jackson Lee, she ended up issuing a a pretty half-bleeped kind of non-apology. But it was pretty embarrassing. And you know what? I'm not going to get into the moral high-grounding like some typical Democrat would about treating people fairly. Obviously, it's well-known, and there are many examples of politicians being foul-mouthed both sides of the aisle, and and certainly not exclusive to American politicians. And obviously, it is a high-pressure, very public-facing job, and these staffer positions are highly competitive and sought-after. Well, it turns out that one of the staffers who was berated in this leaked audio clip, which I think goes back to September or October of 2023. Well, he died. This was actually back in November, but I was just looking around for Houston area news. You know, I usually cover the DFW area, particularly Dallas, but this is the Real Texas Radio podcast, so I'm happy to cover any issue in the state. And Sheila Jackson Lee is obviously one of the more well-known members of the Texas congressional delegation. So this is a particularly irrelevant story. But anyway, I'm going to read to you some of the reporting that has come out of the autopsy of this staffer who was a young guy, 36 years old. But first I do, I'm going to play to you the audio, and it's not super high quality, of the leaked profanity-laced comments by Sheila Jackson Lee. I do have the profanity bleeped out, but you'll get the gist of it. It's I'm going to play about one minute of the cut just so you can understand and have better context for this story. Uh, you took a piece of paper from that woman uh, regarding uh, something that was owned by Duncan Tell. Where is it? What, what date was it? All from yesterday. Sure, Rob took it up, sir. I have to call him to pick it up. When I switched out the picture, I'll call him. I don't want you to I want you to have a brain. I want you to have read it. I want you to say, Congresswoman, it was such and such a day. That's what I want. That's the kind of staff that I want to have. So some stupid 
did it. You, and, and I don't have the information. Nobody sent me the information. I need to uh, ensure my uh, schedule. And, uh, you know, if, if Google did it, and nobody knows a thing in my office. Okay? Nothing. I gave it to you. Your job was to get it on the calendar, imprint it in your brain, or send me the information back saying, Congresswoman, I made sure that the Ovid Duncan Tell event that you gave me uh, for so-and-so date at 7 is on the calendar. All right. Well, you get the gist of it there. So she's yelling at a staffer. So it was a, an embarrassment for Sheila Jackson Lee, obviously. Was it the reason why she lost the mayoral race in Houston? I wouldn't go as far as to say that. Sheila Jackson Lee, she was very fortunate that the mayoral race occurred during a non-congressional election year. So it was basically a freebie. And it was a freebie for that state senator as well, who's now the mayor who won, Whitmire. And the Houston mayor seat pays, I think, somewhere in the $200,000 per year neighborhood, maybe even a little bit more. So the state senators, they're making, I think, seven grand, under 10 grand. It's a part-time legislature. I mean, every single legislature is a part-time legislature, but most of them are getting a full-time salary. Well, what a boost to the pension that is going to be, having that mayoral salary. Sheila Jackson Lee, the next day, right after losing the mayoral contest in the runoff, that I think was December 9th, it was a Saturday election. Immediately the next day, she declares that she's running for Congress. So just in case any other younger Democrats out there thought that they were going to get their foot in the door in, a, in an open congressional seat, no, 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 no. Sheila Jackson Lee, well, she's only 76. She's a young woman. She was, she was just about ready to launch a mayoral career. Who knows? She could have served a, a couple of terms, maybe three terms as mayor of Houston had she won, but she'll just have to settle for the 175K that she's earning in the Congress. So I do want to read to you, I've got some information here. This is from the local news station in Houston, click2houston.com. Cause of death revealed for Rep. Sheila Jackson Lee's former staffer linked to leaked audio scandal. And again, this staffer, he died back in November of 2023 before the mayoral race, but after the audio leaked to the press. So here's the story. Jerome Brooks worked as a staffer for Congresswoman Sheila Jackson Lee. He died at the age of 36 years old, just outside of Austin. The news of his passing came after a profanity-laced, leaked recording came out involving the former staffer and the Congresswoman. Austin police investigated and said the case was not a homicide. Now, Hill County Forensics has completed Brooks's autopsy report indicating he died from a drug overdose and ruled his death as accidental. Chief Forensic Pathologist Satish Chandru states on October 29, 2023, Brooks went to a hotel room of a man he met online. Uh, so pardon me, the death occurred in October, not November of 2023. My mistake. There he was observed to drink ethanol and take pills described as ecstasy. Paramedics were called after Brooks grabbed his chest and slumped over. He was given CPR and 
naloxone, but did not survive. Forensic toxicologist Michael Lamb with NMS Labs found Brooks had alcohol, MDMA, methamphetamine, and sildenafil, a drug similar to Viagra, also in his system. KPRC2 investigates reached out to Rep. Jackson Lee about the report. We were told she's traveling. We will provide a comment once it is available. Yeah, I'm sure. Don't hold your breath there for that comment. So very, very interesting, very sad for that young staffer. I've got another story here. This is from the Houston Chronicle. This is going back a couple of months. It was printed originally in December of 2023. What to know about the controversy surrounding Sheila Jackson Lee's treatment of ex-staffers. And this article discusses the typical tenure of staffers in Congresswoman Sheila Jackson Lee's office. U.S. Rep. Sheila Jackson Lee has taken a gamble on a Houston mayoral run where she is trailing her opponent, State Senator John Whitmire. She now faces the challenge of overcoming his lead before the December 9 runoff. Obviously, we know the outcome. While combating questions about her reputation as a tough, sharp-talking boss, a chronicle analysis found Jackson Lee has, at the very least, an employee retention issue, with nearly two-thirds of her former staffers leaving her office before the one-year mark. And in October, a recording allegedly capturing her berating a former staffer reignited concerns about her management style. The Chronicle analyzed her congressional staff records and spoke with more than a dozen of her former employees spanning the entirety of her career. Here's what you need to know about our findings. The Chronicle reviewed salary records on Legistorm, a research service that tracks the workforce on Capitol Hill and found that the average employment duration at Jackson Lee's office was seven and a half months. This study excluded interns, fellows, and other temporary workers. In comparison, U.S. Rep. Al Green, another longtime Democratic member of Congress from Houston, had a median employee tenure of around 12 months. U.S. Rep. Lizzie Fletcher, a more recently elected Democrat, also had a median staff tenure of 12 months. Legistorm's own turnover analysis, which is weighted by salary, places Jackson Lee first in historical turnover among Texas House members and sixth across the U.S. from 2001 to 2022. On average, more than half of Jackson Lee's staff leaves her office each year. Legistorm's analysis shows the rate is about twice as high as the annual number of departures seen by a typical House member. Former staffer complaints. So this is referring back to the audio clip that I just played for you a few minutes ago. In the alleged recording, alleged recording, it's a recording, is it not? A woman who sounds like Jackson Lee unleashed a string of profanities at a former employee. See, now, the Houston Chronicle, they were doing a nice job of just presenting the facts up until now. Now they have to go into defense mode for one of their Democrat ilk, and they have to undermine the the alleged recording of leaked audio that Sheila Jackson Lee, by the way, apologized for, or or didn't quite apologize for, but released a statement in response 
because she acknowledged the validity of the recording, or pardon me, the authenticity of the recording. Um, you know, she she obviously wanted it to go away, as would anybody in her position. But let's not pretend that it's a fake AI recording when we know that it's real and we know that a person who the recording was directed at and who was heard speaking on the recording is dead. In the alleged recording, a woman who sounds like Jackson Lee unleashed a string of profanities at a former employee, calling him and another staffer, quote, two bleepity big bleep children, bleeping idiots, who serve no bleepity purpose. While Jackson Lee never confirmed that the voice in the audio clip was hers, she apologized for any pain the contents of the clip may have caused. Okay, again, there's this... There's a sentence that doesn't make any sense. She she doesn't confirm that it's her, but she apologized for it. Well, why would you apologize for something that you didn't have anything to do with that wasn't you? You know, there as I'm recording this podcast, over the last couple of weeks, there have been many stories about newspaper layoffs. And obviously the, the big issue with the newspapers is the the internet just cannibalized what what they can do and everybody has a cell phone a smartphone can record everything everybody's a reporter now the news is just instantaneous and and usually a story doesn't have more than two or three days of a life cycle of that so that's the big problem with the newspapers regardless of their extreme left-wing bias but you know what that's the other piece if you're in a position to pay for a newspaper and all they're doing is is promoting this left-wing crap like I'm reading to you now and this is this would be one of the less egregious examples but you know they're trying to pretend that there's only 11 million illegal aliens that the the number hasn't changed in 20 years illegal aliens they want to pretend that seven and a half million haven't come over the border since Joe Biden was installed in office they, how much COVID crap do they shove down your throat? You know, and then they're so they already have a tough business, and then they have to go ahead and and uh, slap you in the face, slap the readers in the face, their insult their intelligence with nonsense like this, and and then they wonder why they have a problem. All right, well, I didn't mean to get off into that tangent, but it happened. Sheila Jackson Lee says, "I know that I'm not perfect." She said in a statement following the alleged recording, I recognize that in my zeal to do everything possible to deliver for my constituents, I have in the past fallen short of my own standards, and there is no excuse for that. And yet, so the Houston Chronicle is still trying to give her a pass that maybe the recording wasn't hers after that statement of apology. A number of her former employees told the Chronicle they have been on the receiving end of similar rebukes. Rhiannon Burris, who worked as Jackson Lee's scheduler and assistant in the 1990s, said she resigned after only 40 days due to the Congresswoman's unpredictable outbursts. She said she was often unfairly scolded and called the office environment toxic and abusive. Nat Thomas, who worked as Jackson Lee's chief of staff for about five months in 2010, said he was called an idiot and other derogatory terms on a near daily basis, often in front of other people. He left after about five months. 
you know, these are people of color, I believe. The, the staffer who is dead, who died of an accidental combination of drug and alcohol overdose, according to the toxicology report, it was an accident. But, you know, Sheila Jackson Lee, obviously, she's a black woman. She's got a lot of black staffers. But can you imagine if this were perhaps a white congressperson? who had allegations like this against him or her about calling staff bleeping idiots if if there was leaked audio can you imagine what all of the advocates the social justice warriors would be saying in response to that staffer do you think there would be silence if if Sheila Jackson Lee was a 76 year old white man who was berating staff and has a record going back 30 years of reaming out staff and and having a toxic workplace culture. I thought we, you know, I I read stories all the time about toxic workplace culture, usually in the corporate world. And usually there's a white guy at the the head of the snake, whether it's some bro-y tech company or some finance company or some healthcare startup, whatever it is right there. And you know, they're, they're reporting on these companies is it's usually prolific, but not so for the office of Sheila Jackson Lee. Okay. Jackson Lee said in a statement on Thursday that she has no recollection of any of the negative incidents that former staffers recounted to the Chronicle. I do know that we have together produced great legislation, and I was told by many of them when they left my office that their careers have been catapulted because they were associated with our office, she said. What Jackson Lee's supporters argue. Most of Jackson Lee's ex-staffers who spoke with the Chronicle acknowledge that she can be a challenging boss. At the same time, some remain loyal to her, arguing that Jackson Lee's approach reflects her passion and high expectations for her team. Dana Thompson, Jackson Lee's former chief of staff, said working with Jackson Lee exposed him to professional opportunities and learning experience he might not have had otherwise. She always tries to give people as much opportunity and authority as they can handle because she wants to expose her staff to as much as possible, he said. Others called attention to the double standard that women... Okay, you know where we're going now. And I acknowledge that. I, I'll i be one of the first to acknowledge anyway that I think that women are probably held to a a different standard when it comes to being known as a tough boss. Uh, Amy Klobuchar, Democrat senator who failed running for president back in 2020, she got these allegations of verbal abuse as well. And, you know, it was the same thing. She basically said, or her defenders claimed that she was only getting that kind of scrutiny because she was a woman. But anyway, just an interesting story local here in Texas I wanted to bring to your attention if you weren't following it. I still think it can be pretty difficult to find really great news, really in-depth coverage of Texas stories here at the local level. And again, I, I know it's going back to newspapers that have pretty much, they've dried up everywhere or they're much thinner than they once were. And in the web traffic, it just isn't justifying in terms of dollars for there to be 
enough of a staff to go around and capture all these kinds of stories. So anyway, here on the Real Texas Radio podcast, a totally volunteer independent operation, I, I try to do my part, do what I can. All right. I am Bronin. Thank you for tuning in to the Real Texas Radio podcast. Keep listening. Keep sharing with your friends and family. Keep downloading those episodes, and I'll catch you next time.